Welcome to Book Bumble, the podcast for people who love to read. In each episode, we'll introduce a stack of books that are tied together with a common connection to help take a deeper dive into each story. We provide a space to talk books that is friendly and deep with a little hint of geek. I'm Laura Pleasance. And I'm Leslie Hopping. And we are two friends who love spending time with our families, visiting libraries, and reading great books. We are so happy you joined us. Let's get started. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Laura. Welcome, everyone. This is episode 31. Today, our stack of books is tied together with the common theme of mysterious circumstances. Mm. Each of our books either take place in a mysterious setting or the main character finds themselves in mysterious circumstances where they don't know who to trust or maybe even a combination of both. Come along with us on this ride because we promise you will enjoy the journey. Lara, what book do you want to start with? Okay, I'm excited to start with this book. This was a five-star read for me, and mm. I've, I've only had one other five-star read this entire year, so I do, I'm I, excited. Yeah, and I don't think you're a stingy person at all, but you're stingy with your five-stars, and that's I good. So the book is I Have Some Questions for You by Rebecca Mackay. It was published in February. Rebecca Mackay is an award-winning author of multiple books, including The Great Believers, which I have not read, but now Mm -hmm. I am dying to read. Actually, I shouldn't just say now I'm dying to read. That's been on my list for a while. Okay. So, But after reading this one of hers, I really want to get a hold of it. So here's the starting point of I have some questions for you. Bodie Kane is a successful woman by all accounts. She has a close relationship with her ex, They're separated, but they live next door to one another, Mm. which is something that I found really interesting because you don't read a lot about that or even hear a lot about that in real life. Uh, She has two kids. She's working as a film professor and a podcaster, but she has a past that she's largely put behind her, including four years at Granby, a boarding school where during her senior year, Thalia... Her former roommate is murdered, and the school's athletic trainer, Omar, has been convicted and is serving a life sentence for that. Mm. So that seems to be done. Mm. But this murder case has ongoing internet sleuths trying to solve it, and Bodhi wants absolutely no part of it. Things start to get interesting when Granby invites her back to teach a mini-mester course on podcasting, And she's drawn back into her past, including the murder case, and lots of memories from her time there at Granby. Questions and feelings resurface, and Bodhi must come to terms with things she's kept buried for years. So after reading the book, I listened to an interview by Scott Simon with Rebecca Mackay. And in that interview, she said her books always are concerned with the passage of time the way memory works and I thought that Mm. was a really interesting thing to hear and I was actually kind of glad I heard it after reading so this book is literary fiction and it's also a true page turner which sometimes don't go Mm -hmm. together it just 448 pages of telling myself one more chapter (laughs) just a couple more pages it was organized into short chapters so that made it even easier to Mm -hmm. stay up late and finish it and I did finish it in a day not in one sitting but kind of close to that just on a Saturday 
I was transfixed by the storytelling and the writing style and the plot. Mm-hmm. All really smart. It was expertly paced, which is so good in a mysterious mm-hmm. circumstance book. It had revelations and insights that came at you at the perfect times. And there are times when Bodhi is addressing you. So as a reader, you will realize who this you is, and it adds depth and a lot of interest to the narrative. And you don't read a ton Mm -hmm. of books using that second person point of view. And I thought it added sort of like an intimacy Mm -hmm. in the book. Mm -hmm. This is a story of reconciling your former self with yourself now the past with the present and those things that were not what you believed with your adolescent lenses. Mm. Bodhi struggles with knowing that the things that occurred in the past may or may not have been tolerated in today's society. That is, I I like that you mentioned it through the adolescence lens Mm -hmm. because that is a real thing. It is. And I think about that sometimes Mm -hmm. looking back at my life, like, whoa, did I... You know, different things that I said or did and looking at them through a lens of today as an adult Mm -hmm. and also just times that have changed. Right. I thought it was very thoughtful and reflective Mm -hmm. and it will make you think about yourself in high school and how people might not have been what you thought. So like all those things that you were so positive of Uh may not have been so concrete after all. (laughs) And there's just so much nuance to life. And I know that as a teen, I didn't understand that even a little tiny bit. Right. So this book had complex characters. I love a story with characters that are multidimensional and flawed. Bodhi was a great protagonist because she was dealing with life the best she could, but it was really, really messy. Mm-hmm. She had a childhood family tragedy that ultimately brought her to Granby okay. as a child. This, you know, boarding school, and mm-hmm. she had had absolutely no experiences with the types of people okay. that would be at a boarding school. So that was not a normal thing for them. Not family. at all. Okay. She also had something really unpleasant going on in her adult life. And I liked that, that she had all these different dimensions and facets to her. Mm -hmm. Watching her struggle throughout the book very honestly with her past self was hard. And it was also really rewarding as a reader. I thought that the author really drew you into Bodhi's motivations and obstacles and put you in her shoes by forcing yourself to walk with her. And it, mm-hmm. sometimes it made me feel really uncomfortable. Okay. And I, I liked that. That was really powerful by the author then. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. So there were a lot of hard questions of, did Bodhi know something that could have changed the mm-hmm. outcome back then for Thalia, for Omar, who has spent basically his entire adult life in prison, or for others in different situations? And did she, by her words or actions or inability to act, contribute to somebody being wrongly accused? Mm. That was super interesting as a reader. 
And should she have spoken up about kids mm-hmm. or teachers? And what would that have accomplished at the mm-hmm. time? Have you ever thought about that in school, about right. some things that might have happened? And what if you would have spoken up mm-hmm. about those things? And it's much more out there, like that's the thing you should do. If you see yeah. it, you should say it. Now. Now. But not But then. that was not. So if you said something, you might have been ignored or you might mm-hmm. have been part of the problem then right but maybe it could have helped someone that's so I think that's what makes this book such a great read is it does mm-hmm. put you it takes you back to your own life and then just thinking about Bodhi about like you're kind of thinking like why what why didn't she speak up or right. why didn't other people speak up about these different things but then when you think about you know mm-hmm. it's through the lens of a teen Right. And also, it's a different time. Mm-hmm. So this book is terrific. I highly recommend picking it up and reading it. It's that's I have the book is I have some questions for you by Rebecca Mackay. That sounds really good. Highly recommend it. And I, if you had it here on the table, I might steal it from you. Yes, you might. But I had to return it to the <laughs> library because there were. Like 10,000 oh, people on the waiting right. list. Well, I'll be 10,001. Yes, it's really <laughs> great. So what book do you want to tie in? Well, I want to share Wayward by Amelia Hart. And I know that you recently mm-hmm. listened to this as well. And we have tried to restrain ourselves from discussing, from discussing it because we want you to hear our discussion and yes. be a part of it too. Yep. So this book is a family saga that covers three generations of women, 1619 time period, 1942 era, and 2019. This debut novel weaves together three strong women facing adversity, um, and it's, but at the same time, it's hopeful and empowering. Mm-hmm. So here's the starting point. Alpha's mom has taught her to use what she was gifted with to help others. Her name means healer, and she takes that role very seriously. When she is accused in 1619 of practicing witchcraft, her world is shaken, and she is not sure what will happen next. This accusation doesn't come as a surprise, but the ramifications are alienating and scary as she goes through it all alone. We're then transported to 1942 to meet Violet. She feels trapped in her life and her father's crumbling estate. Her brother Graham is at boarding school and she's often criticized at home by her father and others on the staff about her desire to be outside, climb trees, study insects, bring the insects in. She even has a spider in a box Mm -hmm. under her bed and she scared off many a servant with that. Goldie. Goldie. Goldie, yes. This is not the typical or acceptable female role of this time period. Along with that, no one will tell her about her mother or how she actually died long ago. All she knows is that she does not take after her father. This comes up often, mm-hmm. just like her mother. She hears other people say that. Very mysterious. Mm-hmm. The only remnant she has is the locket. Um, that's gotten passed down with the initial W on it. And eventually she finds the word wayward scratched into the baseboard in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Mysterious. Lastly, we are introduced to Kate in 2019, London. 
When Kate was a child, she loved being outdoors and enjoying the critters in her garden. But after a horrible accident and the death of her father, she gives up that love, stuffs it deep down, and lives a guilt-filled life. She later attaches herself to an abusive boyfriend and lives each day in fear, feeling that she deserves this new life mm-hmm. that she's in. But after the death of her great aunt, she inherits a cabin that she runs away to, hiding from her present and trying to create a new future. So this book, along with Kate's past, holds a mystery or mysterious circumstance that's been passed on and hidden since Altha in the early 1600s and even before that. Mm -hmm. This mystery is threaded through each timeline included in the story, which I absolutely love. Me too. The locket that Kate has been given includes a key to her family history, both literally Mm -hmm. and figuratively. Mm -hmm. Could Mm -hmm. you see this locket like in your head? Oh, yes. I could completely see it, Mm -hmm. envision it. I loved that tie-in together. I I just loved the mystery that was threaded through all the stories. Mm-hmm. And it was one that you were able to... She would just drop these little breadcrumbs along mm-hmm. the way, and you were able to put things together yes. along the way, which I really liked. And there were multiple people that would grasp the locket. Like, you yes. hear those little pieces, like yeah. you said, little breadcrumbs. Yeah. So the story of these women, are, again, are both hopeful and empowering. This is not just a story meant for women or girl power, but instead, it gives support to the fact that our history is mm-hmm. important. We can't just forget where we come from. It can't be denied. This story is also about friendship and familial ties, mm-hmm. both good and bad strong and weak what would you do for someone you care about what pain will you go through to fix what is broken between you and how can forgiveness look so different between Mm. different people I like that it's making me think a lot about uh Violet's brother Graham Mm. and how great character I thought he would just be a little minor character but ended up being one of those people that had to answer what would you do for someone you care about and mm. what pain would you go through mm. to fix what's broken between you. I like the way you said that. Um, I liked the theme of forgiveness yes. in all three stories. And I just love the way that they were tied together. I, I mean, it was it was a magical mm-hmm thread mm-hmm. like I and visually I see just this shimmery silver mm-hmm. gold thread being woven through right. the story and that's kind of what it feels yes, like to me it did yeah and for- forgiveness wasn't always like Laura I'm really sorry, I'm sorry that I did this and mm-hmm. you're like okay I forgive you yeah that's no. not what it looked like in Mm-mm. the story no it's more complex than yes. that but we're not going to spoil no we're not going to spoil as much as I want to um and the cover Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) It's so beautiful. This this mystical tie-in to nature, Mm -hmm. crows, insects, flowers, and the beauty that each of these women in the Wayward family find in their garden. Mm -hmm. It's so meaningful for their essence and their craft. So watch for the threads of the damselfly 
which we mm-hmm. found looks we like did. a dragonfly, mm-hmm. kind of, just smaller. Mm-hmm. And the significance of the crow, especially morgue. Right. The crow. The crow. Yeah. Did you did you have a time period that you, or one of the women that you liked more mm. than others? So I, I really liked Violet. Okay. I, I identified with her need to be outside of mm-hmm. the lines that were drawn for her. Mm-hmm. And I loved the feeling that she felt like she was suffocating. Mm-hmm. If she was not connected to nature, if the window was not open, right, she couldn't feel the breeze. If she couldn't hear the birds or mm-hmm. the scampering of the insects, they each one of the women has just a strange tie to mm-hmm. nature and the mm-hmm. outdoors, and two of them really embrace it. Correct, Violet and Alpha, and Kate doesn't mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, because of what yes. happened with her father yes i listened to the book okay oh, you have I, to tell us yes who you love first. i will sorry <laughs> i loved so i loved alva mm-hmm. and violet mm-hmm. uh, but i really loved the alva storyline because when i was a kid i used to read books about witchcraft like mm-hmm. which salem witch trials mm, yes like historical mm-hmm. fiction and i've always liked books that are historical fiction about women that were accused of witchcraft and mm-hmm. kind of understanding why they were right. and it was mostly just because they were different or they they were a healer and somebody died of old age in their care but they right. were so they would have died anyway yeah so i <laughs> yes. really liked that storyline the mm-hmm. most but I so I listened to the book and I oh my gosh if you can listen to it it's so great because it's got three different women narrating for each character and the pacing was really good um, so just when you're sort of getting into the yes the you're in sixteen nineteen then it switches. Mm-hmm. Um, at just the right time, mm-hmm. leaving you wanting more of that storyline, but like really excited to go on to hear what's happening with the next character. Yeah, it did seem very purposeful. Uh-huh. And just like you said, just at the right time. Where yes. at times I'd almost want to find Alva again. Yes. Like, okay, I want to continue, yeah. but like we said, this history of these women tie in so much with one another that yeah. you can't read one without the other. You couldn't no. read just Kate's story. No. You have to have it all. It's yeah. so it's great. It is great. Everybody needs to read it. And just mm-hmm. for the cover alone, it's absolutely beautiful. But I loved yeah. it. Altogether, a winner, five star for me. The author took me on such a ride and allowed me to gradually get to know each of the main characters in these different time periods, but she never let me stray from the path that each woman was connected and that their connections would come back together in the end. Mm-hmm. So that was Wayward by Amelia Hart. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Okay. Do you have something else you want to share? <laughs> I do. Okay. I'm taking over. I was going to share this as a book in hand, but it is it is a mysterious circumstance. I need to fit this Yay. in here. Okay. So the, I would like to add The Secrets of Hartwood Hall by Katie Lumsden to the stack. It will just go perfectly. This book came out in 2023, and it's her debut novel. Here's the starting point. 
we are transported as readers back to the year 1852, England. Margaret Lennox, a young and very recent widow, is hired as a governess for a sweet 10-year-old boy, Lewis. His mother, Mrs. Eversham, is also a widow, and they own a crumbling, isolated, but beautiful country home. It seems more of an estate, if you ask me. Country mm, home okay. seems quaint. This is mm. not... Um, it's large okay. and it's called Hartwood Hall almost immediately Margaret senses something isn't quite right at Hartwood Hall she and others will see figures that don't quite belong or hear footsteps where there shouldn't be like hearing footsteps out of your bedroom run open the door no one's there okay creepy and the servants seem tense and secretive, having these whispered conversations. The mother travels all the time, and it's usually very unexpected. And the villagers claim there's a curse at the hall. And wait for it. There is an mm. abandoned east wing that oh, no gosh. one is allowed to enter. Do you, like east, yes. Eastern wings don't are in country estates to me. That's, right. That's yeah. in a state. Yeah. Country homes. Um, yeah. Don't go into the East Wing. Okay. There are many secrets at this estate, and it doesn't help that Margaret comes with some secrets of her own. As Margaret begins to discover the secrets within the hall, she worries that there may be no one to trust, except hopefully, of course, the young, handsome gardener, Paul, who she becomes friends with. Okay. Um, Gothic mystery to the extreme. But not scary. Okay. Um, you have the, you know, foggy countryside, mm. the isolated home, the part of the home that you can't go into. Of course, everyone wants to. Mm-hmm. You want to. Um, the candles, the servants. I mean, just every piece of this is gothic. Um, Margaret is really what you want a heroine to be. It reminds me of one of the other books that, of um, what Bodhi, mm-hmm. Bodhi, right from your book. Right. That it's kind of like this this main character, and you want this like she's what she needs to be to this book. Okay, Margaret is that. She reminds me more like a Jane Eyre. Okay, she's has some mysteries of her own. She is there, and she's not afraid to kind of face some of the mysteries of this house as well. Um, You have servants behaving badly Mm. with secrets, Mm. blackmail, some different things like that. Um, A few unexplained deaths and a secret part of the mansion. Yes, Yes, please. And the cover just has this, like, dark and light has a picture like a drawing of the of the estate um and of course at some point you know margaret makes her way into the east wing mm-hmm. of course of course so i just this was a real gem for me i only picked it up because of the cover and the title hmm. i thought it looked so interesting and i had to dive in and then i looked on the cover and i noticed that sarah penner Another amazing author called this a quintessential manor home mystery. So this author is going to be a definite read for me when she writes her next novel. And that was The Secrets of Hartwood Hall by Katie Lumsden. Okay, that sounds great. And I love that 
this book as well as Wayward have these like great settings, right? Really good settings. I mean, and the gardens come back in. I mean, I feel like that's part of that mysterious circumstances piece. Yeah. You know, unmarked graves, the uh-huh. countryside, the woods, the forest that mm-hmm. seems a little too dark sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... Yeah. And in Wayward, the crumbling estate mm-hmm. that Violet lived in. Yes. The cabin. Yes. Just, yeah. So and this good. has that same thing. They have a summer house mm-hmm. that's across the lake that sometimes you'll see flickers of light in. That sounds so good. Yeah. Right, so I'm enjoy this one. Up. Right. Today it's a rainy, kind of overcast day. This would mm-hmm. be a great kind of day for to cozy this up with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what I have in my hands right now. So I have a great romance in my hands called Yours Truly by Abby Yaminez. This just came out in April. My first book by her, but I'm obviously in the minority. She's written five books with lots of great reviews. And listen to this. She's also a Food Network champion. What? Yes. And she founded Nadia Cakes. So I did look her up and that looks pretty cool. So as I said, it's a romance, but it tackles real emotions and life issues so it does have some heft to it, and I enjoy that in a romance. I did it as an audio, and there was a male and a female performer, which added to the experience. Mm-hmm. So here's the starting point. Brianna is an ER doctor. She's trying to juggle her job. She's trying to care for her brother, who needs a kidney transplant, and she's trying to deal with her grief, really deep grief, over her recent divorce. She's been very... Uh, injured and traumatized by it. Mm-hmm. Jacob is also an ER doctor who comes to work at Brianna's hospital. He is juggling his severe social anxiety, his large and super nosy family, <laughs> and his recent breakup and the news that his ex and his brother oh, no. are getting married. So Brianna and Jacob get started off on terrible footing when he inadvertently intrudes on her on her in her sob closet <laughs> at work. But they come together slowly after a plan to pretend to be dating so that Jacob's family will be satisfied he's okay. This is a slow burn kind of romance mm-hmm. with all the romance characteristics. Misunderstandings and a happy ending with lots of charm in between. But what made this different for me was the handling of the life issues. There was Jacob's anxiety, and it was real and heavy in his life. It also affected everyone who cared for him. We also had the sadness and feelings of betrayal from the breakup of Brianna's marriage and all that entailed for her. And she had pretty major trust issues and other lingering challenges. And don't forget that Brianna's beloved brother needed a kidney. Mm. So there's lots of feelings and practical issues there as well. So I like reading a romance once in a while, and I'm more of a fan when they have some real life sprinkled Mm -hmm. in. This was funny, it was warm, it was charming. So I recommend yours truly by Abby Yaminez to any romance fans out there. Okay, is this something that I would enjoy? Is this a summer read for me? I don't read a lot of romances. Yeah, I think it could be. Okay, yeah. so, so I'll check it out. It's a good one. Okay. All right.
So glad you joined us today. If you'd like some other titles that go along with this theme, check out our show notes from today's episode. Please share this episode with a friend and check us out on Instagram at The Book Bumble. We'd love it if you would subscribe to our podcast. Join us next time with a new bundle of wonderful reads. Until next time.